Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. It's it's that I was reminded of that that passage where Paul's talking about how uh, that he planted Apollos uh, watered and right or you know that 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 passage that I just yeah, butchered I that today, but that <laughs> we all have different roles to play in people's yeah. lives, but God is the one who sort of sees the big picture. Right. God is the one who's in control right. of exactly what's going on in their life. And I mean, back to your earlier point of you know, having that attitude of like, we have to do this and we have to get them through. It sort of discounts the whole notion that, uh, they're people and they have their own free will exactly, and they can decide that they're going to do something or not with whatever you're giving them. So there's, it's not only up to you. And so, yeah, that's where you, you bring what you can. The loaves and the fishes keeps coming up in conversations Mm -hmm. that I have with people, but it's very much that idea again of just like, you just bring what you have offer it to God. And then if God is going to multiply it, then he'll multiply it. And that's yeah. kind of his call. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, above it's our pay grade. Definitely. And, and I think there's other teachers who clearly are not Christians who would say somewhat similar things in the sense of, Hey, I can teach these kids and, you know, and do my best, but in the end they have to sort of decide to, you know, buy into it and, and do the work or not. Uh, but I think as a Christian, and again, I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect or anything like that. I think that having a larger eternal perspective, knowing that God is in charge of history, mm-hmm. that he's got this thing. And that is a comfort to me. And it frees me up. I feel like to take risks and to um, try and have honest conversations with kids uh, that they may not have with other teachers, or at least that I know of. I mean, maybe there's other teachers who do that. I just, I don't really know. So can you give an example of like what one of those conversations might be? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I tell kids uh, that I'm a Christian, and uh, I had a conversation the other day. Um, I, I, I tell them I'm a Christian. It just comes up. It's not like, hello, I'm Mr. T. I don't want to, I'm a Christian. I don't introduce myself that way. Sure. But it just comes up because I've got a, I'm the sponsor of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Club at McClintock, and there's a gigantic banner in my room with a gigantic cross on it. And even kids that are maybe a little thick would go, Oh, that's hard to miss. It's hard to miss. Yeah. (laughs) So I had an interesting conversation the other day because I said, Hey, we've got a test coming up on this April 1st and there's no school on Friday because it's good Friday. And a kid looked at me and said, what's good Friday. And even after 25 years, I'm still kind of like, Hmm, I've never heard that one before because I hadn't heard that one before. And so I said, well, here's what Good Friday means for Christians. And I don't know if she remembers that I had said at some point that I'm a Christian, but I I speak objectively. Here's what Christians believe. You know, when I talk about government, here's what Democrats believe, here's what Republicans believe. Because unlike science teachers out there, yes, I'm looking at you, (laughs) I don't have a personal agenda. Okay. I don't, you know, I'm going to lay it out there and let them have both sides. Then they can decide what they want. Okay. Um, And the science teachers know what I'm talking about. So there you go. But I said, here's what Christians believe about Good Friday. And then we went on to talk about something else. And about seven minutes later, she said, excuse me, you guys are celebrating a dead body? And I said, well, okay, let me re-clarify what Good Friday is in the context of Easter and Christianity. And so that's a conversation 
back to your original yeah, question. Yeah, for sure. That is something that, you know, is unanticipated, but yeah, hopefully a God. That's an interesting there. way to put that too, from, from her perspective. I, I would probably said, cause I'm a snarky youth pastor. I would have said something like, well, if you can find the dead body, we'll stop celebrating. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> well, I, I emphasize, well, there's the resurrection part. So yeah, here's exactly. How this whole thing works together. Exactly. It'd be interesting. And obviously definitely not within uh within a public school district, but it'd be interesting to say, well, yeah, there's, there's good Friday and then there's resurrection Sunday. And since most historians, both Christian and not consider these th- aspects of the resurrection to be historical bedrock. Right. It's part of history. Well, so I did, I yeah. did actually say, you know, the fact, and I have said this when I taught world history that, you know, the fact that Jesus lived and died is a historical fact. The resurrection, that's where you're going to get some, you know, disbelief by people. And that's the essence of Christianity. Like it's, it's dependent upon that whole weekend basically. Yeah. Interesting. So, interesting conversations that come up. And there's other ones that come up as well. Um, you know, I ask students uh, to talk about, do they believe that people are inherently good or inherently bad or neutral? And then we dialogue on that a little bit. Probably neutral is in like the, the tabula rasa tabula type rasa, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, I say, well, how many of you are Catholic and how many of you are Muslims? And and what is your what is your faith system say? And sadly, that's where I get a lot of like, I don't know, and not, not unanticipated again, but I say, well, you need to go talk to your, your person about that and find out what the deal is. And I've also told kids, Hey, search for truth because you'll find it. So uh, I'm trying to weave those things in and, and I hope no one would say that I'm a subversive here, but, um, I think that there's always conversations that can go to a deeper level. You know, when we're talking about government and the role of government, we're also talking about human nature and how much government do we need and what does Thomas Hobbes believe regarding human nature versus John Locke or Rousseau. And so if you're familiar with those people, you know, they have a certain perspective on humans and that leads to a certain perspective on how much government we should or shouldn't have. And so I try and weave those things into the into class and, and hopefully I'm catching some kids it's a lot of fun for me. For sure. You, you're going to have to probably be careful at some point in the future about making a statement like uh, that, that truth is objective because we're reaching a point where there's mm-hmm. just about nothing that can be said that someone isn't going to find inflammatory. Yeah. But just that whole idea of objective truth, it's like it's it is, I think, self evident. But for whatever, re- well, for lots of reasons, we're kind of moving away from that. So what about, uh, what about from a student's perspective? Cause I, I wanted to kind of dig in a little bit on as a faculty member, what's it like being a Christian now? Uh, cause I know what my experience was like being a outspoken Christian in high school when dinosaurs roamed the earth, but right, right. now things are different. The pressures that students face are so much more, it seems. And just the cultural issues are so much more intense and acute stuff that we didn't, we didn't even have to think about are now this like normal issues. But from a student's perspective, I guess if you, if you could give a Christian student, say who was listening some advice on how to navigate their public school or public education experience right now, in in terms of this, like if a Christian were to ask, okay, I'm in public school, given all the stuff that's just swirling around constantly, how can I best be 
salt and light how and maintain sort of that whole that whole realm of things but also be intentional about thinking about my testimony and, and that sort of stuff yeah i think that there's a few different approaches that a person could take and it might depend on their personality and their comfort of things and what i mean is you know you can as a christian you need to understand at all levels and all ages of our life we need to you know seek to understand uh, the basic tenets of our faith and uh work to draw close to the Lord. Uh, and that's, for, again, for all of us as Christians. Uh, I think we need to wear our faith as something that is part of our entire life and uh, whatever we're doing uh, with our classes and our sports and our relationships. And be comfortable in that. Be comfortable in that skin. And uh, trust that the Lord is uh, place has placed you in those, those classes uh, among those students and those teachers who very likely have little exposure and understanding of Christianity. Don't be afraid to uh, say, hey, I, I don't know, but I can find out because our faith is a faith that is uh, that invites scrutiny and that can stand up to scrutiny and has and will continue to. Um, I think it's important also to network with other uh, Christians on campus, whether it's teachers through a Christian club, which is legally allowed on campus and cannot be denied to you uh, in our American culture. Um, and, uh, you know, talk to those teachers, talk to those students, get involved in a youth group where you can grow. I think also there's a certainly a an avenue of discernment where you have to decide what battles you're going to fight and what battles are worth fighting and which ones are worth going. I'm just going to give this professor, this teacher, what they need to move on uh, and get out of this class and live my life. And that's something that um, anybody who's gone to a public school or a university or college uh, who's a Christian has had to deal with uh, because there are other worldviews out there and there are uh, theories and philosophies that run counter to Christianity and to revealed truth. And, uh, you know, those are things that you you can tell. You know, like when a science teacher is talking about evolution as if it's a fact and not a theory, uh, then we have some uh, we have some bias and we have some agenda going in there. Uh, I remember back when I was in high school in my English class, I gave a speech and I remember writing the speech thinking, this is the most reasonable, innocuous speech ever. It's so obvious. I'm going to crush this thing. And I basically was saying we should be teaching evolution and creation side by side, and let people make up their own mind. And you would have thought I had said something very heinous, like, mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't even know what, because my class was in an uproar. And that really jolted me. And maybe it was because I was maybe a little sheltered or just naive as a, you know, I don't know what I was, but um, I think we have to stand up for truth, but we also have to decide when it's best to withdraw and when it's best to advance. Uh, and I hope that makes sense. Um, I, I think that also, as a Christian student, we should try and see things as, I guess that everything we're studying is part of the creation that God has made for us, and there's value in it. And I know one of the things that I failed at as a as a student uh, at times was I didn't always give my best foot. I didn't, I didn't put my best foot forward. And I think as a Christian, I should have done that, obviously. Uh, but sometimes I slacked off and, you know, didn't try as hard. 
and and I didn't use my talents and abilities as the Lord wanted me to use them. So for you Christian students out there, make the effort to do your best. And again, which sounds cliche, but cliches are based in reality and at times, and we need to do our best in things and seek to be excellent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's straight out of scripture. It's Colossians 3.23. Yeah. I mean, you're, that you do your best, but do it for the Lord, right. not, not for people. You're, yeah. If you're doing your best, it's because you're trying to honor Jesus with your efforts and with your talents and abilities that he's given you and, and so on and so forth. Thank you.